0: She's April. And she's Molly. And we are... The Book besties. Cis men, obviously, over lesbians. Isn't that the rule? They are smarter than the rest of us. They know all. Don't tell your wife that. She'll take it out of the context of primordial ooze that they have going in there. In their tiny little teen monkey brain minds, you know, that little... We went to local library. Yay, libraries! What the fuck, man? Focus. And we're here, April-less. Hi, guys. Um, I know, I'm the grown-up today. Is everybody really freaking out? Is everyone really freaking out? I would be freaking out, too. Today, we are here with my friend Leslie from Texas. Hi, Leslie. Thank you for hey, joining Molly. us today. So, Leslie's jumping in to do Home Field Advantage with me today because April needed a timeout. April needed a timeout. I mean, look at this. We all do. We all do. So how I know Leslie. Leslie and I met on a Facebook group. (laughs) Nerd Moms. We became friends that way. And um, we had a mutual friend on Nerd Moms. And we started playing Bunko together and became real life friends. To the point yeah. where you were one of the few people that came to say goodbye to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was so great. Man, I I miss Bunko Nights. Those are I miss Bunko nights.
0: nights too. Alyssa is
1: now a stay-at-home mama, so maybe mm. Alyssa can pick it up. Mm. Mm. Get on her tushy. Well, you moved so, and our mutual friend moved. And <laughs> I know. What a shithead. Well, she you moved know before. who you are. She moved, she moved before you. She moved before I did.
0: <laughs> exactly. She gave me the right idea. So this week gang, <laughs> she did not. I am not I did not move where she is. I am not going to Pennsylvania. I left Pennsylvania a long time ago. <laughs> so let's do um a little background on you. Okay. So Leslie is an avid reader. Uh um so I don't know your history history. We go only go back friend-wise <laughs> as parents, you know? Like Yeah. So uh, you're a native Texan, right?
1: Kind of, yes. Um, <laughs> ish. Uh, I was born in Texas, but we moved away when I was uh, five, and I actually grew up in Michigan. Um, ah,
0: that 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 makes sense. And then I came back so well that <laughs> northern stuff. I
1: know. I'm very midwestern at times. And not then, at um, all. No, not at all. And then. I moved back to Texas kind of as fast as I could because I don't do well in cold climates. Um, and uh, I came down here for college, and I just was like, I'm never leaving again. So.
0: And you met the guy you have tiny I, humans with, and I did. The rest is in the books. Yeah. The rest is in the books. Now you run a um, kids' camp, right? Or you used? To? I did.
1: I did. I used to coordinate a day camp for kids. Because um, Hillary were,
0: knows you from that.
1: Yes. Yes. I know Hillary you just from have Ireland. Ed kids. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's,
0: it's as big as Houston is, our little circle got real tight real fast.
1: <laughs> I know. I love playing the where do I recognize you from game. the game? Like I Cause... know you. Because outside of camp, it was always people knew me from camp. But mm-hmm. if I would like one time it happened that I was at camp and somebody's like, oh, you're so familiar. I was like, well, crap. <laughs> like this is my usual you know me because of camp and i have to figure out where else you might know me from and the 8,000 places I go
0: (laughs) I I, I have social groups I have this I have that I did this like isn't that weird how little communities like that become or big communities like that become real little real fast because Lake City's big it's real big it's one of the larger growing communities in the Houston area so Oh, excuse me. I had like this just air bubble, just out of nowhere trying to make life harder for everybody. <laughs> um
1: Houston
0: rose real fat like it since we moved when we moved to Leak City, Piper was in Kinder. And our little area was just like that little area. And then all of a sudden all they started building all those developments and mm-hmm. it just kept populating and populating. I'm like, Matt, Texas yeah. is getting claustrophobic
1: <laughs> so i've been in this area since 2003 and let that me tell you time. watching it i can't develop is like because there was a time where like once you hit i think mall of the mainland mm-hmm. which isn't a thing anymore it's <laughs> <so No>. sad <laughs> so
0: sad if you know mall the mainland that's a deep cut
1: um there was nothing on I-45 between that and like Baybrook. And that's like right. a solid empty. ten miles. Like just no. nothing. Just and now you cannot I mean, you can't spit and, and not no. hit something because it's all been built up.
0: When we got there, it was um mid oh nine. It okay. was like spring of late spring of oh nine. And Matt had during he went to Calm mm-hmm. and During the time he was at Com, he worked at that Little Kroger's on 96. And you remember when 96 was just all cow fields? Yes. (laughs) And just that tiny Kroger's. And now it's everything. Like Mm -hmm. 96 has everything from one side of 1 to 45 to like 146. It is just full of crap. It (laughs) it used to just be cow fields Mm -hmm. and longhorns. And now it's shopping malls and houses on top of houses on top of houses so many houses so we came to maryland where it's green
1: (laughs) but not as less humid is it because y'all are on the coast you know what's wild
0: is these people bitch about humidity so much oh god no (laughs) it is so irritating and piper came home the other day and like the girls have been wearing shorts since like mid last month month and they came home one day, and Piper's like slams her bag down. And she goes, My teacher complained about the humidity. And, <laughs> I, go, and I go, Okay. And she's like, In Maryland, mom. <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> she goes, I asked him if he ever left the state before because anything past Louisiana sucks, she says. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs>
0: And I was like, "You can't heckle teachers, Piper." You can't. <laughs> and I'm like you gotta stop. This is Browner fans. Yeah, it's not great, but for those that follow us, the home game. This is also the teacher I had to give a sarcasm sign to for Piper. So he's used to Piper just <laughs> giving it to him. You no, know, like just being mean to him. So it's just her life, man. Your kids are out for school, right? Yes, we
1: got out last Thursday, the 25th. No, so
0: hot as hell there already, right?
1: Yes. They were begging me to They're go not- to the pool early. And I was like, look, I got to record this podcast with Ms. Molly, my friend. And once we do that... They're like, you like- have
0: friends, mommy. My kids never think I have friends. Oh,
1: She's no, friend. they know I have friends. Ever since my oldest, who is now 10 and a half, uh, uh-huh. has been a baby they have like mommy's going out with her friends mommy's going to bunko night mommy's going with you know they are yeah. used to me because like mommy's a real person and has friends
0: right because that's real life
1: but they didn't because understand the real life. concept of a podcast like yeah my six, oh. seven-year-old was just kind of like huh and i'm like they love to watch um a video game walkthrough play oh, yeah, you know on guy YouTube. on on youtube and i was like as like like one of his episodes but like <laughs> about not reading
0: episodes
1: but like reading a book not playing video but, games but
0: it's not about him it is him no. but it isn't him yeah <laughs> you'll get it soon you'll get yeah. it soon you'll get and it just kind of like
1: okay so yeah you know. <laughs>
0: that's funny they're so funny they it, are. It, it, well it's a fun age right like you're you're in that you you're not in the moody stage yet with the girls, so oh saying- no, my ten
1: and a half year old is is is. Getting I get looks. Fe- the preteen age is is hitting hard, that- and oh, that fire's coming already. You lucky girl. Yes, you lucky girl. And just some background: both of my kids are GT, but they're mm-hmm. different GT personalities, and so like my oldest is the academic GT. The mm-hmm. was reading and writing at like four and my older my younger one is the creative gt the like
0: they're like my two
1: read like reading is a struggle like i -hmm. know she can do it but she just does a mana yeah if it's hard or she thinks it's gonna be hard like i do it (laughs) so it's been a rough year
0: so the summer is much needed yes so are they going to do the summer reading program at the library then
1: yes we were there yesterday for their little kickoff party not yesterday we love league city
0: library we are friends with the league (coughs) city library here at book besties we love league city library
1: yes league city is my favorite their content is just mm, on point
0: spectacular we love you guys if you guys are listening Mm. speaking of books let's talk about this one Yay! I don't do transitions well. Okay. <laughs> okay, home field advantage. Would you like a synopsis?
1: Yes, I would.
0: Well, I'm trying to channel April because she yells at me about mine. So when she doesn't yell at me, she looks at me disapproving as I give a one paragraph synopsis.
1: You so- do you.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to be better. Home field advantage is the story of two girls in their junior year of high school in a small football town. Jack has given up everything. Bleh? Jack has given up everything for this move. She and her mother have left their home and family to join the Gators. While they can't outright say it, Coach found her, recruited her, and asked her to come to Atherton to be QB one. Well, technically QB six. But he and the team sure aren't acting like they need her. And to add insult to injury, the whole school is really against her. How is she supposed to lead when the team and the school can't get behind her? Amber is ready for the perfect junior year. She has done everything she needs to line up being captain next year. Then it's smooth sailing. Amber has a plan: head cheerleader, college, and finally to be out. She and her boyfriend—her boyfriend. Let me let me be clear. Boyfriend Miguel Santiago bide their time till they are they can be free of the small town and be out and proud like they want to. But things change rapidly. Things change rapidly when Jack catches Amber's eye. Will she give it all up for Jack? Will Jack lead the Gators to a winning season? Let's talk about it.
1: All right.
0: All right. Welcome, 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 everybody. Okay.
1: (laughs) That was a great synopsis, too.
0: Thank you. To start, so this is my first. Dahlia Adler have you read her before
1: no this was my first of hers as well
0: okay okay so she's got like a gazillion books did you know that this I is looked like... her up
1: on Goodreads after um and was like oh interesting holy so... shit
0: she's got all of the things yeah so Dahlia Adler had ha- this is one of 14 books she has written 14 Impressive. books um she writes YA and new adults mm-hmm. do you think you're gonna pick her up
1: again I could see picking her up again. Um, Like I said, I went on Goodreads after and was Mm -hmm. looking at her little bio and all the um, things she's written. So I could definitely see myself picking up um, more of her in the future.
0: Yeah. I I mean, she's definitely got a YA voice, right? Oh, absolutely. This is, I mean, we're going to talk about that more, but this is definitely a YA voice. So I would be interested to pick her up as a young adult, uh, one of her young adult or the new adult books, just to see if her voice changes, if it's the same, if we're getting more of this light romance or if we're going to get a heavier hand with the romance because it is a new adult, you know?
1: Yes. One of the ones I looked up was the duology she's written. Mm -hmm. And it seems to kind of span, like the first one's kind of more young adults, like still high school age, but then the next book is more new adult college. Mm. So I'd be interested to see... How it um,
0: changes. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. So did you read the physical book or the audiobook?
1: I did. I went to my League City Library.
0: <laughs> went to local library. Yay, libraries! Yay! Um,
1: Thanks I did the that.
0: audiobook. I struggled with the audiobook narrator a bit here and there. Um I don't know if it was uh tone of voice or the inflection, but there. There's times with audiobook narrators where it's just like, okay, I can't do your voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to hate on the physical person. Right. But at the same time, your voice ain't for me, dog.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's hard when the audiobook narrator doesn't it hit it, it for you.
0: And that's a difficulty, not just for me, but like, imagine being like, blind or hearing, like reading having reading needs that you need audiobook narrators Mm -hmm. and you're like turned off that would suck yes in this book we cover some really heavy topics for the ya reader sexism religion and death just to name a few what did you think of how she interlaced these ideas into the story
1: um so i think she did a, a good job um Yeah, there were a lot of heavy things in here. Mm -hmm. Um, We're
0: gonna dive deeper into each some of the topics, but um, they're really heavy for a YA book. I thought,
1: but I feel like it was still all relevant. I don't feel like there was Mm -hmm. unnecessary um, trauma, kind of thing. You know, unnecessary. uh, It was realistic. Yes, like I could see. I could see all these things happening. In high school today, um, mm-hmm. that kids would have to mm-hmm. deal with. So yeah, um, it, and I it, yeah, it the book realistic. didn't feel heavy though. It didn't. This,
0: I mean, no. With, with this, so many heavy topics, it was surprisingly a light book. Yeah, it was very rom commy. It was very like it was team drama. It was very mm-hmm. soapy at, at times. You know, it was
1: very much. Um, Oh, Riverdale kind of, you know. Without the darkness. Yeah, Yeah. without the darkness, minus. But like, just yes, the teen. The teeny pop, bulb. yeah. Yep, yep. Mm.
0: Being in the closet even today is common for teens, or so we learn from this book. Do you think this gives a realistic view on the situation for this generation of readers?
1: I think for where it was based, yes. Yeah. Because this book is based in Florida. And yeah. Given everything that's happening down there right now, I absolutely could see yeah. this as being a realistic situation. But... Oh,
0: yeah. Especially in how red Florida has become. Absolutely.
1: Okay. So, um, which is unfortunate because I feel like there's definitely less of it than there was like when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. And that kids can feel more... Um, safe to come out younger yeah but but it's not
0: always the place right
1: yes it um
0: it actually felt realistic i mean i have a teenager you know so who better to talk about this um while my child feels safe in her Mm -hmm. home and i know of children in her class that feel safe that are out um she does have classmates that are in the closet Mm -hmm. like even in Maryland, this is a blue state. There are still kids that aren't comfortable. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not just school, right? Mm-hmm. It's the whole picture for these kids. Yes. It's home, it's school, it's activities, it's their friends, it's their church sometimes. Yep. It, it, and I'm not blaming religion. No, I'm no, not blaming religion. No, no. I'm saying that the environment that some of these religions are in sometimes yes. is not supportive
1: absolutely and so
0: this is realistic which is really sad because we are in 2023 and if we are not supporting gay and trans kids in 2023 when the fuck are we gonna start supporting gay and trans kids because no. i'm getting really mad about it <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, huh. anyways okay but I'm just gonna move on to another one. That's okay, fine. yeah, let's yeah, it's it's fine. Everything is fine. We don't breathe. It's fine. Gay kids are fine. <laughs> one of the driving storylines in this book, and the reason for Jack's arrival in Atherton, is the quarterback of the Gators died in a horrible drunk driving accident. He is the whole focus of the team and the school for the most of the fall. Do you think the this play, this storyline? fit well did we need this driving storyline to move the book forward or would it have been able to go forward would they hate jack no matter what or did they need this extra storyline
1: i feel like it fit um because i feel like that just made it harder for that like oh yeah harder for them to accept her easier for them to hate her like it, it gave them a reason it yes. gave them
0: in their mind in their tiny little teen monkey brain minds you know <laughs> that little pubescent hormonal thing it it, it was valid it validated it right it yes. was okay
1: we have an enemy like we're a common mad an
0: enemy yeah you can't
1: be mad at a dead person or you're not no. supposed to be mad at a dead person although i think they should have been mad at I mean, that person. Like,
0: absolutely, he made terrible life choices.
1: He did, but terrible you know, life choices. When that's your best friend, that's your you don't Co- want. It's your QB one. Yeah, you know you don't want to be mad at at them. You don't want to, and especially so because it happened like recent beginning of the summer.
0: Yeah, it had happened like it had happened right after they got out of school. So they had the whole summer to stew on it. And then as soon as they came back, oh, we're missing him. It was. uh, They were they were to be mad at whoever came. Yeah, I think it wasn't going to. I think it would have been easier if the quarterback was
1: male. Of course. But they still would have been like, this isn't Robbie. This this is our QB one. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact that. Robbie's looking
0: over us. Robbie's looking over us.
1: QB one was terrible, apparently. You know, Mm. Winning season with a trash can human a- being. Winning season with a girl or
0: losing? With the trash can human being who blackmails people. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Apparently, trash can. Yeah, because, you know, he's a white man. Yeah. Cis men, obviously, over lesbians. Isn't that the rule in the South? Anyway, where was I? <laughs>
1: No clue. So, Um.
0: okay. Oh, I know where we are. Okay. So, I, this is very common in small towns. Tragedy Mm -hmm. is all sometimes small towns have. I grew up in a small town that had a major tragedy. Mm -hmm. Middle of my sophomore year. Like, we went, it was like October, the beginning of October, Mm -hmm. end of September. It was our junior year. And we had two girls tragically die in an awful car accident. And like our whole, like the whole school shut down. Like we just wandered the halls for days. Now these, truthfully, and if you girls, it, and if anybody from home, back home listens to this, they know this. One of the girls was my, one of my bullies. She was a monster to me.
1: Hmm. Not going to
0: lie. Was I sad when she died? Absolutely. It was heartbreaking. I grew up with her. Didn't make her less of my bully. Right. But she was awful to me. Mm -hmm. But that tragedy still sits with our class today. Oh, I bet. 20 plus years later, those girls are mourned every day by some classmates. And it'll sit in that town forever. Mm -hmm. That, where they had the accident, they have a huge memorial set up because it's all the small town has. Yes. And – Sometimes that just builds them, and I'm not saying what the, what my hometown doing is wrong, and I'm not saying what these guys are doing is wrong. I'm saying people process trauma different, yes. and when you don't have a lot of people, and everybody's in your business, and it's a small town, mm-hmm. it's going to become a bigger deal than it is.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I my high school was in a small town, so I get that mm-hmm. mentality, and... Yeah. Yeah.
0: it's realistic it It is is realistic let's talk about jack and amber at first amber tries but she cannot hide her attraction and jack well she's really here to focus on football but these two can't help but falling together did you like their love story is it believable
1: i did like their love story I found that it was. adorable. It was so adorable. Of course, there were the frustrating times, but it's teenagers. Like, it's there's going to be... But the, the, Melissa, the Melissa
0: Etheridge. The <laughs> Melissa Etheridge note. Are you going to climb through my window? Right. <laughs> and I don't know how old Dahlia Adler is. And I don't even know if she knows she made a Melissa Etheridge com- like, but that is a deep cut for the old lesbians. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> that is um, a deep cut. Come to my window. Yes. Anyway, it was very, sorry. very teen rom-com-y. It was like it was. I, I could see this being a movie like an adorable Oh yeah. Like, and then stuff. having
0: like a remake of Come to My Window as she's yes. like setting up the ladder. And yes. Yeah. This is this has this has Amazon written all over it. <laughs> all over it. We're about to get, we are about to get, you know, we're about to get, we're about to get red, red, red white, blue from them. I know. That's how we'll know if they can do gay, le- gay teen rom-coms or not. Yes. Why is my, what the fuck, mm-hmm. man? Focus. <laughs> Fine. Jesus Christ. There we go. Okay. <laughs> um. So was there any parts of their love story that you were like a big fan of? that just um, stuck out for you or made
1: you think yes this is this is it for them this is the one I think my favorite scene with them is about two-thirds of the way through the book Mm -hmm. Um, they're in Amber's room which we'll go into it later but her mom was just hilarious yeah her mom Um, I love her mom but they're in Amber's room. They're playing, you know, the game you play when you're newly dating somebody. What's your yeah. favorite this? And what's that? And because you got to learn everything about them. You do. If you don't know every information about this new person you're obsessed with, you will die. Yes. Do you not remember and
0: being a teenager? Come on.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's one of my strongest memories of the first guy I dated was like yeah. sitting in our basements, like just getting to know what's each your other. favorite. What's your, you know, like, you know, so super cute but there was the line um at the end of the little section i'm gonna mm-hmm. I, i'm marked it i have my little post-it you note so i remember and everything yes. i'm so proud of you <laughs> so it was on um, page 194 but um okay and this is in jack's voice so it's yeah we His, may not her point of view yes yeah, so it goes we may not know exactly what we are and we may not know where May not be going anywhere, but where we are in this moment is so damn good.
0: And, and I was just like,
1: you? yes, done.
0: But who hasn't? I loved that feeling. Yes, it reminded me of that feeling so bad. And I flashbacked to my high school sweetheart, and Brian and I really thought we were MFEO, man. We right. were. Go be together forever and I love Brian still to this day if you're listening I don't think he listens to the pod but if you do <laughs> sweetie I still love you don't tell your wife that she'll take it out of context of course she will because it's me but <laughs> Brian is I care about that kid so deeply he's not even a kid he's a grown adult but I care about that man so deeply and I always will and I think he always will for me just because you get this spe- there's a special bond when it's that first puppy love like that yes. and you're just obsessed with that person right yeah and that sparked that memory for me you know yeah in a way i can't explain it just it gives you this warm feeling
1: right does that uh-huh. make sense yeah it's, it's so stupid no it's not i mean like it's, it's an i feel like it's something anybody can connect to it does not matter yeah your gender it doesn't matter Lesbians.
0: It doesn't matter that I'm I was straight then. It it, it doesn't matter like that that initial bond between two people. And you get this like with friendships, right? When you realize you realize you're connected in some way, shape, or form, and it just kind of molds you together. And you're like, oh, we're always gonna be bonded right there in that little joint because of this. And it's beautiful and sweet and warm and I liked it. Now let's talk about how alcohol got fucked up. Yeah. Woo <laughs> Jack's life is a mess period. Her and her family are divided. Dad and brothers are back home while she and her mom live in a one bedroom apartment. So Jack can play football for Atherton. Well, this is a change for a well, this is a change for a lifetime for Jack. What am i doing with my life well this is a change of a lifetime for jack she is still struggling and missing her friends and family and the team isn't making it any easier what did you think of this storyline believable duh um but do you think her family were
1: right to do it this way how did you feel about all this that How did you feel a- for jack felt so bad for jack i mean like she was at a school with two best friends who were open about her. who they were loved her who she was and it was you know that core group that safety it's net. so hard yes and um and even though you know i guess jack wasn't officially out at that time it was but her friends kind of just knew you know
0: it was so a given to say it.
1: yeah um you know her her brothers were gonna be mad at her no matter what like right they i mean
0: yeah they didn't really be
1: hurt they didn't really need the split family like no they could have they could have kept the drama of it and just moved everybody to atherton right um
0: i don't think it would have worked as well though
1: you know um she wouldn't have been like as isolated because not having them there i guess
0: I think the isolation, I think she needed the isolation in the writing to make Jack feel as desperate as she did all the time,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: If Jack had the support system of her brothers and her father, who are her team, right? They were her right. team for years. She's the only reason she got to play ball was because of them. Mm-hmm. If she has that support, we're not seeing her reaching out. We don't yeah. see Jack trying to find connection outside of her family. Mm-hmm. We don't see her isolating herself. And that isolation helps drive this story, right? That isolation right. helps her cut herself off, not just from the teen, but cuts herself off from her family.
1: Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's going on, right? Not her family, not her friends. Not like, she just always, every time she texts her friends, she's glossing over like, oh, it's it's fine, you know. It's not a big deal. Whatever. Which is, I would be like, I am Jack at times. Like that's the shit. I would be like, it's mm-hmm. okay. No, it's cool. I'm not gonna unload my drama on you because y'all got enough. That's going how I on. am. <laughs> I, I will text you and rant
0: about something stupid that is useless, right? Mm-hmm. I will text you and complain that the mailman didn't deliver the mail or whatever. But I am having a real struggle. I will text you the shortest thing and be like, I'm good and that's it right like that's who i am as a friend and because we don't want to be a burden right? right right that's always the mentality don't want to be a burden to anybody it's just so stupid
1: no we're i so
0: stupid
1: so i know you'll you mentioned it on one of the earlier pods and i've had mm-hmm. health issues right but um, you have had health issues so have wait girl health, oh, um we're not going to that that's okay podcast yeah, that's um. a, that's its own podcast <laughs> with nurse katie yes. katie will talk all about it yes. we're gonna
0: have nurse katie come on <laughs> Um, we're gonna have nurse katie just go over everything yes that's ever gone wrong with leslie yeah <laughs> it's pretty <gonna be> fabulous
1: <laughs> but um diagnostics with nurse casey right so i was part of a church group during all of this and but i'm very much like unless i have mm-hmm. like answers just telling people like oh i've gone to the doctor for this or the gone to the doctor for that like seems pointless i'm like until i have like concrete things to tell people like this is what's happening like i'm not gonna really gonna say tell anything them. yeah and so the poor pastor um who was like over this group i just um when i finally like got all the information and kind of got like what was happening i like word vomited an email to her and was just like okay so um <laughs> betting there and i'm like i'm like <laughs> sorry i'm just like dropping this on you like i'm kind of dying it's not a big deal but could you do this with uh, this for me thank you bye <laughs> yeah so for la- yeah, so, like, the last two months have been going through this and uh yeah here this is major thing is gonna happen and and um yeah hey. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs> it's good we can laugh about trauma isn't it i mean that's that's how i deal with things <laughs>
0: I mean that's the point. If but yes, I will do that drama, to people
1: too. I will just—it's good, it's good, it's fine, it's whatever. And then all of a sudden, I may just like word vomit all over
0: you. <laughs> and that's really generational for us, elder millennial women. Like, don't be a problem. Put it in a box. You know what I mean? Like our parent, our mothers. You know, we had almond moms. You know, mm-hmm. we had the moms that were cigarette moms. We had the the women that were just getting into the workforce and carrying the family. So they didn't tell people shit, so why should we tell people shit, you know? Mm-hmm. It's wild.
1: Just, just tell me where it is and I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll care, take of care of it myself.
0: It's fine. I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. How many times have you heard your mom say that? I'll do it myself. <laughs> Too many. Speaking of moms, Amber has a bi mom. A gay best friend who is ready to be out and yet struggling who's ready to be out and yet struggles. Why can't I read my own shit today? I don't know. She has the support system, but fears school in the voice of the voices of her cheer friends. Do you think she's right to stay in the closet?
1: Oh, I struggled with this. Me too. I loved that she had a bi mom. I loved that she had the gay best friend. Mhm- but I hated she felt like she couldn't tell, and I mean, I know especially her other best friend was that was the very super
0: i get yes. I get why she didn't
1: want to talk to that friend about it, but like yeah, not everybody on the team or everybody in the school is gonna be that way that way
0: it it, it, it. It's frustrating because she sees how she knows how narrow her world is, right? Her world is cheer, her world is this group of girls, and she knows how narrow minded they are. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be the voice of the school. So if they're narrow minded, we should assume everybody else is, right? Yes. And that's hard. I mean, and she's her mom's the only atheist single mom like right there isn't a lot of bi moms running around in atherton you know like or at least if they are they're not really saying anything about it no they're ain't out in the closet telling everyone like no. so I, I i while she was confident while she was okay with her sexuality and her identity now amber doesn't identify as queer she doesn't or By she's more queer pan she really hasn't found a shoe that fits let's say right she's just knows she isn't like cis men yes that was it that was it i know i mean girl and when she said that i was like girl same like (laughs) have you met cis men lately have you met cis men lately um my cis man is a Gentlemen, don't get it twisted.
1: I love my hubby. Yes, but like, I love my I love my cis man, too. But most of them are dumber than a box. They, they piss me off. And they are rare gems.
0: Yes, they are. They are. They are the exception, not the rule. Yes. Do you hear me, children? The exception, not the rule. I think you kids need to hear this because you're on the apps and you just assume these boys say that they love their mom, that they're good boys. That does not mean the th- what you think they do. It means they live in their mom's basement. i love my mom i live in mom's basement
1: unless you're in texas there are no basements here metaphoric basement come on (laughs) ma'am metaphors
0: metaphors (laughs) um so what would you have done
1: if you were in amber's situation though Because honestly, I would have stayed
0: in the closet. I—that's the
1: thing. That's the thing. I don't know that I'd have done anything different in her situation. I I mean, I saw a lot of myself also in Amber. Like, yeah, avoid the conflict. Just get to college. Just you know, don't rock the boat at home.
0: Will be better. I mean, that was my mentality most of my childhood. Get the hell out of Nichols. Get out of this small town. Life will be better. Life will be better if I'm not here.
1: Oh, absolutely! That's it's not that I didn't KK. want to make. It's not that I didn't want to make poor choices in high school. It's uh, I didn't want to make poor choices in my small town in high school like, because everybody knows my everybody varsity knows. basketball coach was the chief of police, like, <laughs> and he was That's a great bullshit. man. He was a great man. He was. It's I just, cute that you had your own police department. We had to borrow <clears> from <throat> other count- towns. No, we didn't. We did have our own police, um, but you know, it was just like. I just everybody was, knew everything. Yeah, and there was just to me that it was not worth it. I'm like, let me go mm-hmm. to college two thousand miles away, and then I will make selective bad choices. because yes. <laughs> I don't think I, just... I really and I, I did not rebel or my rebellion. Okay, mm-hmm. I've done more in my thirties. <laughs> Same.
0: i've gotten in more trouble in my adulthood than i have ever done in my teens i think the problem for me back then was i was already talked about yeah you know my mom went through a very uh, it wasn't messy because of her it was just messy because right bill but small town my mom mm-hmm. went through it openly everybody knew about the divorce yep um everybody knew me i'm if you can't tell i'm a bit of a character Uh since birth. uh Everybody knew who I was. So if I expressed anything out of the normal box of what was standards, mm-hmm. feelings, ideas, I mean, I was shut down or I was told to stop. So if I did express myself in that kind of way, I probably would have been told to shut it down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, no, because I was very <clears> – <throat> Space Kid Eddie with my ADHD back then. It was more yeah. of a a floaty headspace, Molly's head in the clouds kind of thing. It took me time in adulthood and maturity to get this beautiful controlled thing. Um, so if somebody would go, oh, no, 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 we don't do that. I absolutely would go, oh, OK. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't yes. have made a second guess for me.
1: So yes, no, I it. I would have Hmm. that's the thing like while it frustrated me as a storyline at the same time I'm like I would have done it's realistic it's very realistic and just get through especially at this point she's got two years left like just get right she's almost done and then I can go live my life I can be out and proud in college where I don't have to be here anymore more acceptance there's just more yeah just more Just more.
0: Um, Amber's bestie on the team is from a religious family, which is believable for the Bible belt. But we learned she is a closeted bad girl or how it would be defined in the setting, of course. Mm -hmm. Kara has a secret relationship that ended in a car accident and her having an abortion. Did Mm -hmm. the author really need to lean that hard into religion versus gay agenda storyline? this is where april and i have issues normally as a Mm -hmm. pod um blaming religion for all the hate in it happens yes but i think the author did a good job in this book straddling that line what did you feel it wasn't as heavy as some of the other books we've read
1: yeah i think it was believable like the she's the pastor's daughter the eldest Mm -hmm. so like you already have all kinds of pressure on her you know being the pastor's daughter being the eldest in her family being responsible for her Mm -hmm. helping with her siblings like it's not if i remember right like they were one step away from like her getting homeschooled by the family yeah but the only reason she wasn't homeschooled was because she was the because she was
0: doing cheer. Yeah. And like, I mean, but her goal is like to be a preacher's
1: wife, right? Like Yeah. And so seeing her having this like alternate personality that was the sneaking out, secret boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of it just all the things, right? Yes. That just was I mean, that was super believable, you know. It was because were... how many
0: it's it's very tongue it's a very i mean it's a cliche right yes it is it's absolutely a cliche and it leads into the the book clichés and all that jazz and i mean we wouldn't have that folly yeah the only thing about that storyline i truly didn't believe now this is just from my point of view okay of being the non-religious person growing up in a non-religious background This is my opinion. I don't Mm -hmm. want hate coming at the pod for this. I didn't believe her apology. No way. No No way that bitch is coming to the prom and just making a a big apology and fucking leaving. Absolutely fucking not. Being her, saying she needs to get right with God, I believe that. Believing that she needs to do self-searching, I believe that. But I don't think that child, remember, she is still a child. Yes. Would have the m- emotional maturity to go. You know what? To fix myself and to heal myself, I need to go to make apologies first. Kids don't do that.
1: No, they don't. I, yeah, I that I get that it was in there to kind of wrap up that storyline. But yeah, yeah, no, um, no, no. Teenager sneaking out of their house to go apologize to, to their fucking best homecoming. friend. Coming right. And the the that she knew that that the boyfriend was blackmailing, like yeah, that, about, was like, that was even worse. That was a little like mm. like what that's was your best? Thing we used to.
0: That what was the bracelet we always used to wear when you're? What would Jesus do? Yes, WWJD, JD. man? What would JD say? Huh? Yeah. Mm. If Jesus yeah, is your homeboy, how come you just sat by? Just saying yeah but again she was a kid yeah she's a kid we forget that these are kids you know so is it believable that she would get pregnant yes
1: yes is it absolutely. believable
0: that the dumbass would get drunk and crash his car because he found out his girlfriend was pregnant yes yes like these are all believable things that happen now, fuck this could be in the news somewhere in the next year and we would believe it mm-hmm. it's more of the fact that she showed up at the dance. I, that just that was the only thing that really
1: got to me. The other thing that frustrated me is while you didn't know your best friend was queer, queer. her mom was yeah out
0: her yeah. I'll pray she, let's pray for your mom. Let's pray for your mom. I'm sitting here
1: saying your mom's wrong. She should have known though that Amber was going to be the one person she could have gone to who would not have judged her who Mm-mm. would not have made her feel like shit who would you know but that's where she needs the self-reflection
0: because she assumes because her family she knew her family was going to judge she assumed everybody else was
1: yes I just was like but she had enough history enough context in, mm-hmm. of what Amber's family was like to know that this, this was, was a probably, safe space. Yes, this was. If you're gonna tell anybody that, she should have told Amber first. Yep.
0: And that you know, and that is probably something that her and Amber will discuss. post yes. This right? right, Amber will fun, hunt like because you know, on book besties, we talk about characters like they're real like real people. Yep. yep. Amber will definitely hunt her down because that is Amber, right? Yeah. Amber will repair this relationship because that is who Amber is. Amber will go out and try, but. From what we know about Kara, this mm-hmm. character's going to confess everything to her parents. That girl's going to be homeschooling before we know it. Oh yeah. And her parents are definitely going to blame Amber as soon as she comes out.
1: <laughs> well, I mean at this point, she came out at the end of the football game. Like yeah. there's no like There's no going back. The whole Anne saw it. Even if Kara doesn't say it, somebody is saying your daughter's best friend is queer. Yeah. <laughs> is super gay so since Did we're she, talking
0: about homecoming
1: let's talk
0: let's jump into the homecoming game yes and the prom shall we yes um so at the end this all culminates in a big whoop surprise they win the homecoming game everybody gets behind jack nobody's gonna throw the game anymore and you know what jack's gonna get a magic haircut that's gonna make jack feel like jack and they're gonna go to prom and everybody's gonna love him and it's gonna be magic the end bullshit <laughs> bullshit there's no way amber would have won homecoming queen
1: none 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 because at that but. point she'd already pissed off enough people i think
0: I but i guess they voted it depends on when they vote you know they there so if they voted during the week like some high schools do then they couldn't
1: have done the voting but if they vote at the dance you know i had a, i have a feeling that the voting happened the week before yeah. At cool. Because a lot of
0: shit changed real fast.
1: <laughs> yes. It was. Ugh.
0: The grand gesture. Yes. What did you think of Amber's grand gesture and how she slowly tried to win Jack back?
1: I loved it. I'm sorry. Like. It was cute.
0: It was so cute. cute. <laughs> was it realistic? No.
1: Is it a bell? Yeah.
0: But is it. Is it cute? Yes. Does it equal a proposal at the end of a book? If April was here, she'd probably say maybe. (laughs) Most likely, April would say yes. So, predictable, yes. Cute, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Was there any scenes you loved that we didn't talk about or anything in this book that just struck you
1: that we didn't cover today? (laughs) You know, I really liked when it's toward the end, and she's disappeared from school doing her stuff. But she comes back, mm-hmm. and she actually had the support of the head cheerleader, the captain, and the her time. like her right hand. Yeah, her little posse. Yeah, and it's like because she's you know mentally trying to figure out like, oh, this person would be in on. Know yeah, that this is They happening. would be okay with this cheer. These people won't be okay with this cheer. Right. <clears throat> but also knowing that, like, the guys were talking about throwing the game. Because clearly not everybody on the cheer team knew what was happening mm-hmm. in that respect. And so, but the fact that there were people on the team who were not okay. Like, they may not have been not okay enough to speak up. But they were at least mm-hmm. not okay, you know, with what was going on. Right. And so right. I, I liked that. It's just like, oh, if you just said something, but we're teen, <laughs> we're teenagers, so we can't just say something, you right? Know? I, I mean, we just for... gone to the captain and said, "Hey." Um... But heaven forbid we tell anybody that's a grown up or a
0: variation of a grown up that we have problems. Yeah, that is that that's that teen brain, right? That's that mm-hmm. little like primordial ooze that they have going in there, right? Yeah, that little slosh and magic in there they think that they can fix everything right Right. they are smarter than the rest of us they know all and they just like it's fine i can fix it it's fine yeah duct tape and it's just not how it works no it's not it's not how it works and i think the only thing i really skipped out on is that i really wanted to cover was how santiago and amber hid they would oh. go, they had little places throughout town and out of town that they would go to where they could be safe. Yes. And I thought that was really sweet while sad at the same time because yes. they didn't even get to enjoy their own hometown.
1: Yes. Cause they could never. They could be they could be out in public, like just them being in public on like a mm-hmm. date, but they were still considered cishet. Yeah. And but they found these like Yeah, hole in the wall. Like, nobody popular is going here. Nobody um, is... Or they went one town over, you know, where... Mm -hmm. And then they could be out and be them. Like, we're best friend. We're not boyfriend-girlfriend impersonating a couple. We are, you know, Miguel and Amber besties. Best friends. Right. Right.
0: Exactly. And this is okay. We can just be us yes here in this moment they don't have to worry about right i don't have to pretend to be this or this i can just be me don't have to worry about people overhearing and Mm -hmm. taking. nobody fucking cares at alley cats nobody fucking cared
1: yeah which nobody's i guess that was the other that was something that kind of was like they just kind of started that chapter with like this revelation about and like Mm -hmm. how did she find out at the bowling at the gutter kittens like how did she find out that Kara and Robbie had been secretly dating. It was just like, just a revelation. This is just, just, we found this out while we were there. Like, was there a picture? What did somebody talk about it? Like that was, I think probably one of my big, like, like we just, this was just new information dropped in our lap. And um, don't ask how we found out about it. (laughs) It's a gift from the gut sky. Take it.
0: (laughs) So let's do final ratings. And then we'll talk about next week. Yeah. So what
1: was your good read? Uh, My good reads was a four star and I would like say solidly four stars. Um, I could even go maybe four and a half. But like for me, a book to be a five has to be, oh my God, like just. I can't stop talking about quite. I I wasn't quite that level of, oh my God, like this is just.
0: This was a comfort read. This is a solid four for me. This is a solid four for me. if I had to lean a halves, it's going more lower, not higher. Yeah. Only because I feel like this is a comfort read. This is something easy and light. It wasn't life-changing. It doesn't add to the genre. It doesn't take away from the genre. Right. It's just here. Because yeah. they're going to love it. But mm-hmm. it's not Discovery of but, you know, It's not House
1: on the Cerulean Sea. I mean,
0: <laughs> word! <laughs> Word. So um, we want to thank you, Leslie, for being on today and jumping in with us. Uh, besties, next week it is, what the fuck are we listening to, talking about next week? April will be back, and Yay. we are going to be covering love and other disasters. I am about three-fourths, that sounds right, of the way through this book. And sure, feelings. it's a... I have feelings but it's also like a book yeah you know it's a booky yeah. book if that makes sense
1: it does so
0: we're gonna s- that makes no sense it's fine <laughs> I survived this episode without April guys and so did you Yay! so Yay! we are gonna see you guys next time thank you again Leslie for joining us of course anytime and- loving this <laughs> yeah see you later besties bye bye Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was Home Field Advantage by Dahlia Adler. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Special guest today was Leslie from Texas. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com Or visit our website, www.bookbestiespodcast.com. Until next time, besties, get lost in your favorite book.